Twitter, shout out to Sid, um, at Josh M. Hicks Media, and man, I got a heck of a, I got a heck of a guest this, this go around, man, it's the new year, I wanted to figure, I wanted, I wanted to figure out who can I, who was the right person for my first guest to start this Whoa, new year. I didn't even think about it like that, oh, my, um, wow, my pleasure, sir, my pleasure. <laughs> I, I had to go with someone that's been with me from the, from the beginning. And he is a big brother of mine. Yeah, and he's doing big things. He's the host. He's the host of uh, the Dad's Davis Show, but at the same time, he's also uh, one of the main co-hosts and of the Undercenter Podcast at MC Sports Chicago. He, he's, you know, I love my big brother, Death. My guy, Back Kenneth Davis. Ken, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be in the new year with you, my brother, and love everything that you've been doing. Um, and just appreciate you uh, bringing me on to begin the year, man. It's an honor. Oh man, anytime. I, I wanted to do it with family first. And you know, fam, you 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 want you've been one of the day ones, uh, especially for me. So I had to bring fam right. the right way, especially since I have to make up all the other times I didn't got chewed out by you for what you're doing now i mean you got you this was your first official full season as the main host of the under center podcast for NBC sports chicago man first of all congratulations to you on that i know mm-hmm. i've been listening i know you uh, i've been listening to some of your work great job as always um got a heck of a team down there especially to you know our guy tony gill who helps who produces the podcast but mm-hmm. Just give us your overall, give us, give the audience your overall take on pretty much what was it like to go through the experience of your first official, you know, under the center podcast, all the way through a full bear season. This is your first full bear season. So what was that like? Uh, it was interesting. Um, it was different from the aspect of really due to the pandemic. I have to put it like this. I've been in the NBC studios more as a guest than as an employee because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I, so it partially in a way, and it has nothing to do with my coworkers. My coworkers and my higher ups do a terrific job of making me feel connected and, but also do a, a, a terrific job of kind of let me go. You know what I'm saying? Which like I was, I, I was talking to my son today and he was like, you know, kind of like, where's your head at? And like all the day, like I recorded an episode with Adam Hope, shout out to Adam Hope. Um, it'll drop tomorrow morning and I, it was good, but there were parts that I didn't nail. And like, that's really where my focus is on this different position, you know, even from, so it took from, of course, you know, me and Demaz were co-hosts for so forever. And there were, we both had strengths and weaknesses. And one, I want to take some time to, to, to kind of 
strengthen some weaknesses of minds that I have that I still have to continually work on to strengthen. Um, so that that's the that's the thing. It's just my first year. I'm always the type of person looking at my mistakes and I'm and have to grade how diligently I'm going at it. So it's like, all right, let me turn this up. Um, let me show everyone really why I'm here. Like that's like really I'm kind of getting my headspace. And I don't want to say for next season. I, I said this to my son for the next two months because it's the podcast. Everybody, the podcast not going anywhere. If you know before, we're still going to drop episodes. It will be two episodes a week instead of three episodes a week. Um, so that's kind of where. And it's it's kind of cool because af after all the naggy stuff and on Monday. Uh, we'll be streaming. It'll be me, David Kaplan. Uh, Adam Hoke said today that Dave Wan said it'd probably be on their Hulk. Uh, either Lance Griggs and or Alex Brown. I'm not sure about Owen Krutz. Uh, but, but we'll be streaming about the fallout that takes place in Hallis Hall with whatever happens um, with uh, Matt Nagy and if Ryan Pace is staying in that position, moving around or being released. And all of it may not drop on Monday. We just may get the Nagy being let go part on a, on a Monday. But um, it's been fun. Um, got a cool boss in uh, Michael Allardyce Dice. Um, Tony Gills, you said my brother definitely connected me and got me in um, from the work that we all have done in the past and him being a part of it. And I mean, that's, I guess, getting back to the work harder part. You know, you want to prove. You want, I'm like, I, I can't rest on my laurels. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to get too comfortable. And I think occasionally this season I got too comfortable. And that's the thing where it's like, okay. How am I going to take this to a, a whole nother level? And that's where I'm basically at. As far as the guys from Eric Strobel and Alex Shapiro, the other hosts on the show, they've been fantastic. Adam Hope has been great. You know, the guys, you know, the, the Bears players that have come on there, um, everyone's been pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, it, I mean, it's better to work with people that are pretty cool than people that are jerks. You know what I'm saying? And I, I appreciate it. And we function well, man. It's, it's been a, a pretty good ride. And I only intend on it to get better and bring more inf information, but also entertainment to the listeners uh, of the pod. Most definitely, man. I feel you on all aspects of that. That's the way, only way you should go is up from here. So I really, you know, appreciate your insight on that. But did you just drop a bomb saying that uh, Matt Nagy is for sure going to be out of here? Like, did you just officially yeah. just... I didn't... I mean, that's, <laughs> not a, that's not a bomb, actually. Let me, <laughs> I, uh, let me put it like this. Perhaps if I'm trying to be go down your lane and be more of a journalist, you know, the, the, there's a chances and it's leaning towards that way. We have to wait to see. But yeah, man, that has gone. Let's just be honest. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, I mean, listen, not a terrible guy. You know what I'm saying? Only interviewed him once, but he got the vibe and he played. He went along with the vibe. You know what I'm saying? So I don't dislike him. He's just when it comes to coaching offensive football, it, it has he hasn't proven right now that that's his forte perhaps if he gets a chance to be a coordinator again he can show that that's a strength of his yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you mentioned that i was going to eventually transition into the whole fiasco that's going on at, at hallis hall um obviously you made it known that clearly you think that nigga should be gone and he i mean you wish that he is gone should have been gone um, last year unfortunately right um right but what about obviously what about Pace? What about Ted Phillips? You know, there's rumors, reports about, you know, those guys potentially sticking around, have a higher chance of sticking around versus Nagy. I'm a, guy, I'm a type of guy where, like, you're going to fire Nagy. You might as well clean the whole house, uh, start fresh, especially if you got a, a fresh QB on the market uh, in, your, in your hands. Like, just start fresh, get the whole offensive line together. 
fix this, fix everything. Everything needs to be right. fixed. So just start from the ground up, start from the top down, fix it all. But, you know, with these reports about pretty much they're going to do maybe a fourth of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You know, <laughs> That was a good one. So, <laughs> you killed I mean, it with that. Do you, you think do you think that they should clean the house, bro? I think they should. Yeah, of course. It's not even a question. <laughs> like, I mean, look, it look, it, it would be different if in seven years of being the Bears general manager, Ryan Pace made the playoffs four times. I, 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 like, or if it, I, I'll go if it's three, he didn't back in one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, so take off, take off last year's. You got it, you have to walk your ass directly and not I'm back in my way backside of my way in because the Cardinals blew a chance to get into the playoffs last season um so the my Nagy should have been going after last year and the, 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 for full disclosure at the beginning I was a uh, I was a full-on Matt Nagy guy you know the mods wasn't let me get Diaz props um we used to argue on that on our show hosting the score you know I was like I think this is the first year to two years all right after that I jumped, I, I lipped off of that bad boy. Like, ah, I got But um, so, and then but getting to your point, I mean, to clean the house thing, it, it makes the most sense because you haven't had success. You haven't had consistent success. That's when you start to think about, okay, I don't want to get rid of this person because I've seen some of their strengths and I'm worried that I may not be able to find someone with those, those attributes and those attributes are essential to what I'm trying to do. Okay, Ryan Pace can, it does a, a Phil Emery, style of when it comes to the bottom half of the draft man this this boy he can knock some of those guys out yeah but what about the top halves with guys just spending all that money on and you're moving up and giving up draft capitals to go after and he does that in the bottom half of the draft too um so so that that's one key so some of his first round picks recently have been better when you look at of course justin fields um, you look at they didn't have the, the two picks from the last couple of years because of the Khalil Mack deal. And then you go back to the Roquan Smith uh, when they when they, they, they drafted Roquan. I mean, and, but the thing is, and I, I'll give them props for maneuvering around to get fields. I don't think that was hard if because of how the draft was shaking out. And unfortunately, well, I hope fortunately, because some people weren't as high on fields as the Bears were. Um, so I don't think that was like extra hard as soon as fields had fields had fallen past like number nine, you knew, okay, the bears can get him now. Um, so I, I, I give him props, but I'm not going to just overwhelmingly give him props on the under center show. Um, a couple of days ago or Monday show, I believe it was a Monday. Was, I can't remember, but I made this joke. Right. And because the things you keep hearing about Ryan Pace is well, the facilities and the nutrition, and I'm not trying to just diss it, but that's what we're supposed to be like so excited is that they gave him a blank check and he spent it well, which some people will mess your money up if you give them a blank check, all right? He spent it well, but the Bears were probably going to be modernized anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they they still were going to look like some third-rate team in 2022. Like, of course, it was going to happen, all right? But they knew, okay, this is one of the things he said. Can look at what we're doing in New Orleans. We're going to bring that here. So to me, that's not enough to hold on to him. Listen, but... One thing that Brian Pace has shown and Ted Phillips, connections, 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 kids. All right, because if you get in with the right person and they have an affinity for you and don't want to dispose of you or disconnect from that relationship, you may be able to hold on to a job that you're not performing well enough at for an extended amount of time. Um, Ted Phillips, now me personally, let me, let me, let me go to Ryan Pace. 
Um, and I just finished um, that Davis show. I, I should have gotten it early. Actually, I'm going to look down when you start talking and, and, and post. I mean, the text the guys are telling them to post this stuff up. I, it just hit me. I was like, man, I, I've been working all day from, from oh, my jobs. Right? I've been working from under center to my regular nine to five, trying to get some reports done. And I, I, I was just working on a report 25 minutes ago. And then it hit me. I was like, I need a break before I come on your show. I don't want to have brain drain. But also, I didn't write the descriptions and the titles for that Davis stuff. So I did that right before here. So on that Davis show, you'll see too, I said this joke. Well, so Ryan Pace is basically going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. All these seven years, you know, the record wise, don't, don't worry about that. But look at these stalls. You know what I'm saying? Look, look at these toilets. So you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what he's going to hang his hat on. Right? <laughs> Do you see this cafeteria? You know what I'm saying? And you know, he's kind of yoked. He's like, this weight room is hot. Like, <laughs> that's what, I mean, and unfortunately, to a degree, here in Chicago, these are the things that historically we've settled for. Instead of asking for what we deserve, and that's top rate. That's not to say that you're contending every year. All right, this is this is this is the NFL. Parity is for a reason. You know, saying and parity can also go the other way too. As far as you can be a really good team and have a down year, I think we'd be okay with that. But it's the part of being a, a bad team and perhaps. A, as an outlier having a good year that's what we have here and that's why going along with what you said earlier i wouldn't keep ryan pace and i wouldn't keep ted phillips but with the ryan pace part on a clip for him i was like ryan pace can stay if he gets sean payton i know this isn't going to happen right but because ryan pace is probably going to stay regardless but if, if it was on me now it's mccaskey the only thing outside of him in some ways, taking a demotion because I don't think it'd be bad having him in the draft room. I think it's bad having him have the final say in the draft room to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so that, and I'm not saying you got to take all the power away, but he needs someone to kind of come in where he's weak at. You know what I'm saying? And be like, you know, what, look, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if, outside of that, for me, if I'm ownership, he's gone. But if he can bring me a superior head coach in a Sean Payton, you know what I'm saying? Like. This is, this is a real dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if you can bring me him, you can stay. And I mean, stay at your position. Because also, I'm thinking Sean Payton being the, 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 the good coach that he is, great coach for the most part, he's going to have say over the personnel. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Ryan Pace is not going to be controlling Sean Payton. It's gonna, they gonna, when he talk about collaborating with Matt Nagy, he really going to be collaborating with Sean. Sean Payton is going to be like, look, I can go here, here, here. That's if he was to leave New Orleans. All right, so that's the only way I personally prefer to keep him. I don't think that's how the Bears are viewing. I know that's probably not how the Bears are viewing. Ted Phillips, I used to believe it was he, like, for me, why talk about Ted Phillips? Because nothing's going to change. And it seems like the only thing that may change is he's kind of just tired. You know, like, that's what you, that's what you hear. He may, the, he may retire. Hope mentioned it on the show today. You can see it all on all the papers. Uh, Brad Biggs from the Tribune has reported it, that he's tired. He may move to a, a, a different position, totally away from football operations, even though I thought he wasn't really supposed to be involved. Um, and the only thing that reason they may want to keep him is, of course, being the fact that he did, he did the new soldier. Oh, just historically, so people know. Um, Michael McCaskey, George's older brother, who was the McCaskey that was the face of the organization throughout the 80s and the, begin, and the 90s, um, had a frosty relationship with then- Mayor Richard Daly, all right, second Daly. And they used to go back and forth. And there was even just like the Arlington Heights situation, 
The Bears going to, were, they're threatening to move to Gary, Indiana. I think it was Gary, Indiana. And basically the mayor was like, y'all can go, but y'all not taking that name Chicago Bears. So you're going to be the whatever, Kankakee Bears, whatever the hell you're going to be, right? So anyway, um, Ted Phillips, who was the, the Bears, one of the, the Bears money guy or the Bears key money guy, they put him as the forefront, and he was able to negotiate with the city for the toilet spaceship that's now known as Soldier Field, right? Mm-hmm. Which Hulk brought up on the show. Why would you want him to do another stadium if he built this? That was 20 years ago. And the, so you built a stadium that's obsolete in 20 years, which is ridiculous. And us, you live in the suburbs, we're still going to be paying for for years to come, all right, as far <laughs> as the taxpayers of Chicago. So anyway, the, the, one of the reasons that I felt that Ted Phillips may be retained, or it's not even being retained as far as what I'm hearing, it's more of what he wants to do, is because they look at him as a guy that can get things done when it comes to, you know, getting that Arlington high stand, getting off the ground. I don't know if we actually need, need him, um, but that's just some of the things that crossed my mind earlier in the season um, when it was kind of bandied about to discuss. I think it's on Ted Phillips what he does. You know what I'm saying, to be honest with you? Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't, I, and again, I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't have a, a, a direct connection to George McCaskey and his thoughts and the inner workers of the team. I'd be lying if I said anything like that. I'm pretty much telling you what I heard uh, from the guys that I talked to. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So pretty much, thanks for confirming that the Bears are going to screw this up again. Um <laughs> Why would you think it? Why? I mean, listen. There's a chance they there. There is a chance. What is a clock? A a, a clock is right two times out of the day. There is a chance they may actually do it. But why would you have faith in them? But is what you're saying. Like why they haven't given us any enough equity to believe that they can get things done that can bring consistency of winning on the football field. That is true. I mean, but. As as someone that has gone through this, you know, oh screw it, they ain't gonna they gonna get it right. Eventually they will get it right because look at the Bulls and Jerry Reinsdorf. They finally yeah. flipped it around. Look at the Blackhawks. Yeah. Look at the yeah. Cubs. Yeah. Look at the White Sox. Yeah. Like everybody else has finally realized the oh and it, see the thing is even the Bears don't do it the old way because the old way they wouldn't be spending money like the white like they spend money now on players. That used to be the hang up and for like the last really 10, 15 years, they haven't been cheap in that manner, right? But they still do things the old way when it comes to organization, organizational structure. And that's where they have to get out of their own way and modernize. And all, But also, and while they modernize, they have to, like, that's a large family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody, not even somebody, somebody's needs to make it their priority to, you don't have to know football, but you need to really have a close connection with people that really know football. Like you, you, and it, it's not like you can't, you're McCaskey, you're, you're house. All right. This, you, you, you have the inroads with these different families. All right. The Mara family, the Rooney family, whatever you have these inroads, you need to make it your, your core duty that you can kind of know what's going on in the NFL and you don't always have to ask, but if you do, you have the proper people there to answer the questions. Yep, that is very true. But, you know, we'll see if the Bears come through with that. I just hope that they, if they don't do anything else, they get that O-line right so they can protect Justin Fields because Justin Fields is being killed. I mean, I'm actually kind of glad he's not even playing in this last game. I mean, I mean, hopefully, you know, he gets through COVID, everything's all good, you know, because COVID protocols now. But, you know, the way that O-line has been and the lack of offense that has come this season, I mean, Fields has been getting killed out there. So it's like, 
And even though point of really playing my man's like that, you want to secure the future. You might as well put, put the guy you signed how much money for for dog? It was like 10, 10 mil. Yeah, get put your $10 million quarterback out there. Okay, you paid him. Or you could either do that, or you could pay your $15, $20 million quarterback and Nick Foles at your third string. Bring him in. Like, bring one of them guys in. Don't kill the rookie because you can't protect him. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me, especially for the last game of the year where there's no playoff contention. So I'm glad that he's not playing per se. But I do hope the Bears get it right because if they don't do if they don't fire anybody this year or they hire a bogus coach, boy, <laughs> you know, Chicago gonna break loose. I, I think they're gonna do something different. I, look, I'll put it like this. I think it will be different. I don't know if it's gonna be enough. I do want just I, I would prefer if Justin Fields played this week, but one thing that's funny to me, it's like, if, we, if we're going to just say screw it, and especially because now, because of him being on the reserve COVID-19 list, I want to see Nick Foles back out there, to be honest with you, because I feel like he was playing better than Andy Dalton. And it's like, let's go out, let's go out. Y'all, you can't have this great idea last year. Let's go out that way. That's how bad the year's been. But I would prefer to see Fields hopefully go out on a victory, or if not a victory, a positive game. I know that there's the risk of injury. I don't think he would get hurt, but you never know. And if he got hurt, we would all be like, what the hell is he out there for, basically? But I think it's good for him with the not, have, not having played since week 15 to try to get out there. And it's been since what, the Lions game? What, he, no, it wasn't even the Lions game. It's been a long time since Phil's had a victory. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, you know Because you got to remember the Pittsburgh – the. Pittsburgh game, he came back, then they lost it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had those two resurgence in the fourth quarter, then the team lost the game. So, what you would, you in your mind, you feel like he had a couple more victories, but he doesn't. I would like to see him out there. And I also, I want to see him again. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was, this is one of the only good storylines that we have. And it hasn't been great. Now, it's not all on him. Of course, it's on the coach side. Some of it's on Justin. You know what I'm saying? Like some some of the bub the, the ups and downs, they're on him. And I mean that comes with being a young quarterback. Hopefully, there are things that he can grow out of. It seems like his his mental faculties and how he's built, he knows to get out of his own way and how to uh, apply himself. So I, I'm 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 a Justin Fields guy, and I would like to see Justin Fields out there. I'm 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 kind of I'm not upset or oh, because the, the season's been so bad, but I'm still but still it's it's one of those things I would have liked to have talked. I would like to have seen him get more reps and and, it, and even if it of course everything may be different next year at least we can have that one fleeting memory of him walking off as a victor for the last game of the season all right so obviously season's about to end last game of the season's on sunday now that the season's over with let's just say you know aside from the coaching situation what do the what do the bears need offensively what do the bears need defensively Top the top oh. one. Start on defense. We'll start on defense. What do the Bears need to do defensively? Okay. Do you what do they have to do to make this defense back to the top tier defense that it once was? Now, let me ask you this. Are you saying what they should do or what I want them to do? Because <laughs> that both okay. So um, <laughs> I'll say this. They you have to think that defensive line, you have Eddie Goldman. Do you when's the last time Eddie Goldman flashed? Eddie Goldman, I think it was the Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Eddie Goldman had one game where he really flashed. Now, I'm I'm not on I'm not in the eye in the sky watching interior line play like that. So I can't be like this whole year. But with beginning of the year, there were questions about, and I know questions I put out there. Um, how much does he really want to continue to play football? And he had a whole year off. Um, but you would think he would be refreshed. You know what I'm saying? Like we were talking about on the center and 
uh, Alex was talking about, you know, like his technique. I'm like, he forgot how to play football. Like, I mean, you know, guys lose a season through injury. You know what I'm saying? Like some of it's on him. You know what I'm saying? So one, what are you going to do with Eddie Goldman? He's, he's due. Like if you cut him, you can save $8 million. Right. Right. All right. Cause he, you got Kyrus Tonga. So we're talking about the defensive tackle, the nose tackle position, everyone in this defense. Um, now you got Akeem Hicks. Now this is why I asked you what they would do compared to what I would do. Akeem Hicks is the last couple of years has been injury prone. I still don't think culturally they can afford to let Akeem Hicks go. And not even just culturally when he's healthy, he's a beast. You, yeah. I think you just have to prepare that you may only get, hopefully get 12 games out of Akeem Hicks. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think, I mean, and also let me put it like, I don't think Akeem Hicks is going to break the market due to his age. If Akeem Hicks was three years younger, he would get some, some, and healthier due to his being three years younger, he would get some bread. But that's why the Bears paid him a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I don't think they can take Akeem Hicks leaving for his play, but also what he brings to that team. And they're going to be devoid of talent on the actual defensive line. Um, I would bring uh, Alec Ogletree back. He's not a world beater. Um, and I would, in the draft, if I can, or through um, perhaps free agency, I would look at uh, it, uh, um, uh, bringing more depth to the, the, the middle linebackers. You know what I'm saying? But for right now, and also you got to remember this, chances are they're about to really play Roquan Smith. You know what I'm saying? So unless you're getting this guy through the draft and then, you know, in three years you may have to pay him depending on how well he plays. I'm talking about the the uh, the, the next, the, the, the middle linebacker opposite of Roquan. You may have to just settle for someone who's straight. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a steady Eddie. And because you got this beast in Roquan. Um, the edge rushers, I don't know what you can do from how punitive it is from the dead cap money that you get if you moved either one of them. I wouldn't move either one of them. But if I did, I guess I may have to move a Khalil Mack, to be honest with you, hmm. um, over Robert Quinn, because Robert Quinn has been healthy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, even the fact that I, it seems like Robert Quinn was hurt last season, um, you just look at this year, Robert Quinn has been healthy. I mean, look, I, we all love Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack overall is has – his legacy, he's a greater player than Robert Quinn. At least that's how to view from his, 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 his accomplishments. But Robert Quinn just broke the Bears' sack record. I mean, think about that. Like, Khalil, mm -hmm. you would think Khalil Mack has that record. You know what I'm saying? But no, no Richard did still have that record. Uh, first slot and the second slot. So that's I, I would look at that. I would, I would keep both of them. But if I had to, if I was looking to move one for draft capital, because that's what you'd be looking for to try to try to probably, I don't even know if you can get a first round. If you, if you got a first round, it would be one, you know what I'm saying? Like no one's going, like if you, when, when um, the Raiders came kicking the tires on Khalil back at the beginning of the year, that's probably one of the only chances you made of being able to get a one and something else. You know what I'm saying? Like right. something else, not saying it's two ones. I'm just saying like a one and something else. But now with him being hurt, two years in a row, basically. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like some people's going to try to scam you on that. Safety-wise, you're stuck with A.D. Jackson. All right? Like, he, that dead cap money hit, baby. And no one's trading for him. All right? So, A.D. Jackson's going to be here. You, you, I don't know if you bring back Tayshawn uh, Gibson Sr. Um, last year, he played well. Um, Stand-up dude. Um, this year, he hasn't been the same player. Because last year, I didn't think he was going to be someone that was like, yeah, that dude, I'll keep him around. He played well enough last year. I wanted him to be back. He hasn't played well enough for me this year to feel the same way, but you can't have holes everywhere. 
Like, and the, the problem is too, the Bears have a lot of players that aren't signed, they're coming out of their contracts. All right. So mm-hmm. that's defensive side. You look at the offensive side, you got James Daniels outside of Jason Peters, who played well this year, but we're talking about your core guys. As their core guys, James Daniels is viewed as being their most talented offensive lineman. His rookie deal's up. What you gonna do? Now he's a guard. It's, and do I mean from what we think he's going to be or what what we expected him to become his injuries have perhaps held him back but in a good way may have held him back to where that 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 cap hit may not be as high now if he had may if he played well enough to make a pro bowl or so or other teams not to say other teams don't value him but put a premium on him all right you have you have that Jermaine Fetty's up I'm not saying you have to sign Jermaine Fetty um you right now the Bears aren't good enough to move off of Sam Mustafer unless a center falls into their lap. Sam Mustafer is decent. He's not a world beater. Um, mm-hmm. Larry Borm, Larry Borm has played well at right tackle. You may have to view sometime in this offseason if you have to flip Jenkins or Borm. Like, uh, now, I know, like, on the football after show, Olin Cruz has said they need to just go out and pay for a left tackle because the, the time for trying to find somebody has passed. You need an established guy. I don't know who's out there this year compared to like Brown that was out there last year with the 49ers that the Bears tried to go after. So um, moving off of that, the offensive line, your running backs are straight. You're good. Actually, you probably can let Damian Williams go if another team's going to give him a larger role and more dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you may you may release Tariq Cohen, depending on what – I forget what, when his money is guaranteed. If you, if you can release him in that guaranteed money – is not it's not is no longer guaranteed. You may because I mean, you you got you good really at running back. You know, I would sign Jakeem Grant back again because I think he shores up your kick return and punt return game. Um, receiver wise, you got Darnell Mooney and nobody else. You know what I'm saying? So, Allen Robinson, if he wanted to come back for the right price, perhaps I would bring him back. Um, I still think he's a quality veteran and a nice player. Um, I don't know what happened this year, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure it's a mixture of everything, though. But you got to get – I mean, for, for me, receiver is at the top of the list on in the draft. Yeah. You know, but I'll say this. You're drafting the second round. If a receiver – if you have to take a receiver really 15 slots maybe ahead of where he was going to go – I don't know if you should necessarily use that draft value to do that. I think you should take best player available, um, depending also depending on what you need, because they need a cornerback too. You know what I'm saying? Like they, you cannot go into next year with the cornerback situation the way that it is and thinking that you're going to have these, these young, these young men and Kendall Vildor. And even if you're talking about Thomas Graham Jr. Really come out there and contend for the starting position. You, you either need to go out and get a quality veteran um, like someone like a Patrick Peterson that went to the Vikings this offseason. You, mm-hmm. you know, you need you a guy, a, a, a guy that was like, we're going to get somebody on the downside. He better be coming down from the mount, the tippy top. You know what I'm saying? Like the mountain, like my downside, I'm coming up from up here. Not a guy, you know, that's who's already right here. Right. And it's <laughs> like, oh, like, so you, I, that's, that would, I would put a premium, but getting back to offense, um, you need another, you need, you need a U tight end. All right. You need a guy. That you, Cole Komet is a block and is a uh, is an inline tight end that can catch sometimes. I, Cole Komet at times has played well enough. Like last year, I was kind of like I don't know about Shorty. He's played well enough at times this year. I'm like, 
it's, I think it's something to him if, if, if his, he could get his focus together totally as far as catching the ball. Um, but he's, there's value to Okokomet as an inline blocker, as a, a tight end that can block and catch. But you need a tight end that's really a receiver, a big receiver, you know what I'm saying, to really exploit this system. But I don't know what the system may be with the new coach. Um, let's see. I think that's about it. But I mean, you know, Justin Fields isn't going anywhere, but that's why you need um, the receiver for primary for Justin Fields and the, the tight end. But outside of that, that's pretty much it. Um, that's what I would do as far as the Bears. I would put a premium on going out to probably sign a wide receiver. That's hard. I, you know what? I don't know if I would go receiver, cornerback, or O-lineman, which order would go, because I'm trying to think. I think in this year's draft, I think I know. In this year's draft, there's going to be a valuable receiver and corner probably at the second in the second round where the Bears are picking. There's probably not going to be it, one. It doesn't even matter if there's an O lineman to a certain degree there because you got enough young kids on the O lines. It's either raise those kids up or bring somebody in that can help them and show them the way, but also be a stud. And then you know, in a year or two. They, you know, that guy leaves because uh, uh, Tevin Jenkins or Larry Borm or whoever would play left tackle is ready to take on that role if that they ever become ready to take on that role. But that's how I would look at the draft. If we, I would probably look at free agency and look at going after a reputable receiver. You got it. Like, even if you get a receiver, I want to say old lineman, but I would say even if you get a receiver, you still don't have to get receivers in the draft. You got to look at the depth that they lack at receiver and also the quality. You know what I'm saying? Like Ryan Pace really, outside of Darnell Mooney, Ryan Pace has a hit on receiver as far as in the draft. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's going out and got some guys. He really has a hit at receiver. So that's when it comes to the organization, that's kind of the moves that I would make if I was in charge and some of the moves I think they're going to make um, in the future. Well, uh, Ryan Pace, just if, you, if you're listening out here, Ken's about to go after your job. Everybody listening right now, <laughs> you're listening to that's Davis on the Twitter, on the Instagram, and I know him as Ken Davis, big bro, King De- uh, KD. So, Ken, man, we're going to transition to some Bulls talk, real, real, you know, real briefly, because, you know, the Bulls are sitting number one in the Eastern Conference. So, uh, you know, I just want to say, I've been one of the ones that's been very vocal about these moves, you know, that they... they, they are you they, a hater? I was not was a, hater. a hater. Oh, no. Oh, you was, was you a Tony Gill? Was you a Tony Gill? It was probably Tony. Tony like Tony didn't like the moves. Yeah, it's probably Tony because me, I love. No, no, I don't mean. I, I mean, okay, okay, okay. I'm just saying. I, I was just making sure. Please continue. I, I don't mean to interrupt. Please continue. Oh no, no, you good, you good. Yeah, I, okay. um, yeah, I was one that was that applauded the moves. Um, yeah, me too. And especially, I didn't uh, think it was gonna come off like this though. I didn't think. I didn't listen. I thought they would be. A t- I thought the Bulls' ceiling was four. Maybe three, but I do like I was stretching it, right? Like, yeah. But I fought with the talent they had. They shouldn't, if they play well enough, they shouldn't be in the play because it was like that's too much talent. That's not right. Like they didn't get just bring in a bunch of kids. They 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 got vets over there, right? So looking at the talent, I liked it. I never in the world thought it would be this this early. I mean, as and look because of the Bears, like I appreciate. I was I could feel it at the beginning of the Bull season. But I've been so enveloped in Bears that I haven't been able to get into the Bulls. So after Monday, man, I'm about to let this Bulls rush all over my body <laughs> enjoy this. Right? <laughs> like, you, there's nothing like, I always tell people, 
being a brother, it's nothing like um, being like downtown, any place. And particularly talk to like a sister, an older black woman or something. And be like, hey, you know, I'm about to go home and watch the game. You know, I gotta watch the game. And he'd be like, what's, you know, be like, what, what game? And it's like the Bulls, like when the Bulls are good, it's just the game. Like, especially with the playoffs, it's just like, it's just the game. It's just a part of the fabric of the city. So it's, 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 and it's not fake. Like, it doesn't even feel like, I mean, not to say that they won't hit some, some bumps, even though COVID didn't do it, but not, but still they make someone, unfortunately, knock on wood could really get hurt. That's integral to this situation, or they could just go through a lull, but man, I mean, number one, you just said they're first in the East. DeMar DeRozan is playing like y'all must have forgot. Even it, it's even bigger than y'all must have forgot. It was like y'all must have forgot, and I'm gonna hit you with this too, right? Um, Zach having a star along with him, it allows you to appreciate the ease that he's his abilities allows him to do whatever the hell he wants to do on the court. Mm -hmm. um, I was just watching Io at Illinois get his his jersey retired right before yeah. coming on here. I mean, him playing like that. First of all, him falling to them in the draft, um, him snatching up minutes from Kobe White and probably in a sooner or later helping Kobe White. And <laughs> he's on that role. And I, I was a Kobe White. I'm a Kobe White guy. I'm a Kobe White guy. Um, Billy Donovan. And one thing I, I said, like, um, when this all happened, I guess we know what Billy Donovan, what, what Arturis Karnasovas and Mark Everson told Billy Donovan. Because that was the question, like, Billy Bulls suck. Billy Donovan came here, right? And it was like, okay, you were thinking, you know, when they're giving him the pitch, what are they saying as far as how this rebuild is going to go? Is it going to be a rebuild built strictly through the draft or were they going to do what they did? And clearly they told him, we're not going to wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, these, these, these number ones, don't worry about these number ones. We're sending them on their way, right? Um, it's, it's terrific. And I think getting back to what I said again, it's not fake. Like, it's real. You know, you look at, I think yesterday or two days ago, they were 12th in defense efficiency in the mm -hmm. NBA. Um, and they've been higher than that during this season. Um, you look at somebody like Vucevic trying on defense. So, and it's, it's crazy sometimes how lazy bigs can be, right? Like Vucevic is not, Nikola Vucevic is not a good defender, but he actually gives effort. And that effort at times stops the opposing player. You know, like that little, that little, um, two inches off the ground block that he's mastered on the time. And as far as, okay, I'm, I'm watching you going up for it. And he's not catching up here. He's catching it right here. You're like, yeah, but he's <laughs> catching him. You know what I'm saying? Like it just the effort, like I said, the coaching of Billy, Billy Donovan, um, there's still going to be some problem. Billy Donovan isn't known as a tactician and a guy that can make adjustments in series, let alone games. So we'll see down the line, especially if they, you know, let alone they face a, if depending on how the heat are, if Jimmy's healthy and the Bam's going to be back, but, um, you don't want to run into a Mark Spolstra, I mean, an Eric Spolstra with a coach who's not a savant. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's a couple coaches, depending on how much talent they have on their team, I'm worried about perhaps. Really, not even a couple. I'll leave with Mark Spolstra. <laughs> I, mean, Eric Spolstra. I don't know. I can, Eric Spolstra. I'll leave with Eric Spolstra. Um, but still, I, 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 in my heart of hearts, I thought the Bulls could be uh, uh, the third best team perhaps in the East. Um, they still got to figure out the Sixers. All right? Like, and that yeah. gets to like, and I mean, I mean, it, it, and it'd be crazy. Like, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. For my Bulls, and I'm not, this isn't even me. This lets you know how much I love the Bulls. For my Bulls, I hope the Sixers don't trade uh, Ben Simmons this year. And if they do, I hope. Well, the trade deadline is coming up in a month. 
because as long as they, if, as long as he's not on that roster, and I mean, holding, withdrawing his, 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 his talents from that roster and they haven't, they're holding off from trading them. It allows the bulls a really good chance to beat the 76 in a seven game series. In my, my opinion, if they trade him for something, I'm worried about the 76 when it comes to bulls. Joel and B is, is a problem for mm-hmm. this, for this team. And, and okay. if Joel and leading to that, if Joel and beat is going to be a problem, Giannis is going to be a problem too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, and, but I, I was going to say Mike Budenholzer, but I feel like because he's won it, we're acting like, you know, a year and a half ago, we're like, know about that, Mike Budenholzer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> as far as, you know, making changes and adapting and things like that, similar yep. to what I said about Billy Donovan. Um, it, I, Nick Nurse, if Nick Nurse had a team, I'd be worried about Nick Nurse. All right? Yep. Like, talking about coaches and these. Nick Nurse had a team, I'd be worried. If, if Steve Nash was a vet and a coach, but I, I'm, I'm giving him too much for He doesn't deserve that yet. <laughs> um, but he doesn't. You got. I mean, you got to. You got to earn it. But the Nets, look, look, dude. I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that Kyrie came back last night and did what Kyrie did last night. You know what I'm saying? Because as the Nets were uh, were constructed without Kyrie, you in all fairness, how the Nets were constructed, I'm like, we'll just beat them, right? Like <laughs> the seven game series, we'll just beat them. Like that. That ain't enough. Uh, and that's the crazy thing. If you ask me this, if you told me the Bulls could have this roster last year. And you told me the Nets would only have Harden and Durant. I'd be like, man, the Bulls can't beat them, right? Because I didn't know, one, that it was going to gel. And I didn't know DeMar DeRozan was going to have a, I'm going to show you that motherfucker's year. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, I didn't know he was going to take one coming to the largest market he's, he's played in. In the United States, all right, um, not North America. We'll go in the United States because I don't know how many Canadians, when he was there, was tuning in for that one team that was left in Canada after the Grizzlies left. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- for him to be on this stage in the East, knowing what he can do, Zach letting him do it, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of cats, man, in, in any sport are not going to let you come in and rock, especially when I've been waiting to win. You know what I'm saying? Like you've won before, as far as. I'm not talking about titles. I'm talking about winning seasons, right? Like Zach Levine hasn't had a winning, a season above 500. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for him to be like, dude, I, you know what? Whatever works. It speaks volumes about Zach. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's beautiful, man. And listen, it may not work out. I'm going to enjoy it. I was thinking today, DeMar DeRozan got a three-year contract. If he plays these three years, and he's getting older, so if they're slippers, but he plays his ass off for these three years, maybe stays long. He a bull, man. I don't care what nobody else got. He, you, you at the, you at the Bulls picnic. Get that Raptors picnic. <laughs> you, you on us now, baby. You, you on the all time roster in this bad boy, man. Like it's, like it's not just him. Nationally, I think it people may view it's just him, but for him to be really the harbinger of. Just bringing Bulls basketball, like, dude. Yeah. I I had so many Bulls games on my DVR that I just deleted last year. Like, I'm not. Gonna, first of all, I'm like, no one's seeking this content. I'm not gonna just go watch this. No one's even. No one's like, man, we need to know what's going on with the Bulls. Oh, they're bad. Do you want me to come back and give you some more? Like, it was <laughs> this even after the Vooch trade when you thought they were gonna start taking off a tad bit. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. I mean, to go from that to number one in the East as of right now, uh, this Thursday night, is beautiful. It's, it's definitely a beautiful thing to see. I think we just, I think if anything of all those fails, or any Bulls fan that have doubted the hires that the Bulls made, it really solidified what they, what the, the new direction that 
you know, not not Jerry, but Michael himself, the son is really taking in, in this new direction. Cause <clears throat> I know for me, okay, you hire our tourists. I'm like, okay, never heard of the dude, but dude seems legit. Very well respected. All right, cool. You keep John passing the senior advisor. Okay, hold on, my brother. Hold on now. Like you, you keeping a dude that that pretty much pull the plug out of the bathtub and let us go down the drain. Like, hold on now. Right. <laughs> like, right. so, okay, you're going to keep him as, a, as an advisor? All right, fine, whatever. Then you're bringing a brother. Oh, I got a cop. He brought one of us in there. We good. Like, you got one of Facts. us in there. We, we in there. So, and then that same brother, the same brother that bring DeMar here, I was like, see, that's how you know. That's how you know we got this thing right. And man, right. and it's, it's definitely shown. I think Damar, I think Damar really made an emphasis this year, knowing that, you know, I've been through the messed up trade to San Antonio and I played my years in San Antonio in a dry system where he, you know, and even though he wasn't Damar, he evolved as a player. I think he had his highest it's career. Playmaker. Yes. Assist, yeah. Yeah. He yes. had, he had, yeah. He, that evolved in San Antonio. So now to bring that to Chicago, him knowing you got a young gunner and, and Zach Levine who knew who's shown like, oh, I can do pretty much any and everything on the court. And he's doing it at such an efficient rate. I think this year he's averaging 26 off a of 42% three-point shooting. That's crazy. He's Durantish. He's Durantish this year. Yes. Very Durantish. As far as efficiency, like one thing we don't preach about Kevin Durant, like Kevin Durant plays with gunners. And he's the best scorer, and he doesn't have to gun to get his work in. Like, that's yeah. what you said to me about, like, Zach is, the, it's effortless, and it, he, it doesn't take a lot for Zach to get his work in, which just goes like, and this is another thing, too. I was thinking about this earlier today. I can't wait for next year and a year after to see, to see the parts of DeMar's game that Zach starts to show you in his game, especially yeah. around the free throw line, and we'll get into his spots. <laughs> Where it's just like, cause, cause Zach can get to anywhere he wants to get. So, and what used to be a weakness as far as like, man, Zach's not strong enough. Zach be, Zach be banging fools now. You be like, Zach, how you not seen that body controlling that contact you took on right there? So, I'm with you. I'll say this, and I, I didn't think about it till today. And I'm not saying that we everything he did in the past is forgiven. We probably still have to give John Paxson props for two things. One, like Ted Phillips, he decided to walk away and was like, you know what, this ain't working. Yeah, but. Because that, and I know that, you know, this was the son, this wasn't Jerry. You still know, Jerry had to ask John Paxson what he thought about our tears kind of service coming in. And I'm sure Pax had to be like, from what I hear, you know, he's a, he's a good guy to do. I, I would think, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because, you know, he's the, he's the, he's the more connected person. It's not Jerry Reinsdorf, you know what I'm saying? So I, for, for, for perhaps doing that, I'll give him some props and for definitely knocking down that three point shot. And but, uh, but in Phoenix, but you know, it, it's just it's great that the Bulls are back, and it's not even back to the. I think this is the key, another key thing. They're not back like all right, man. The Bulls are you know they're fourth in the, in the East, which it, which in the league could end up that they're like eighth overall in with both conferences, right? They're number one in the East. They're like they actually are. They're to me. I think they can get out the East. I'm not saying they're a lot to get out the East. It's not what I'm saying at all. Right. But it, it's not like Ryan um, made a bet where he put down $100. If the Bulls got out of the East, he wins $1,300. It's not a bad bet. Like, that's not, not that crazy. Bad. Yeah. That's not a bad bet. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, they're, they're to me, and then some teams may get high. I don't know what the teams may do after this trade deadline. 
but there are only really three teams. And I'm saying like, just that I'm a hard on, like, man, I think they can beat the Bulls. That's Milwaukee. I will put the heat on there, but I'm, it's going to have to depend on what, how Jimmy is, you know what I'm saying? Because right. if Jimmy ain't right, and I mean, culturally, I, culturally, they may have the best culture in the East, let alone the NBA, right? But so culturally, I don't think Miami will drop, but you need Jimmy Butler, right? Um, so I will put Miami up there. I guess it's Miami and Nets, depending on what happens with Kyrie. And please, man, and this is going to sound so terrible. Lord, if Kyrie gets vaccinated. <laughs> Right, like we are, right. we are in we are in some trouble because I mean, you add him, it's that team. It, it fits so perfectly what those three players can do um, right. together. Just think about last year, the fact that he moved off the ball for James Harden. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He moved off the ball, for, and it was he still was killed. It was like, oh, I don't need that, right? It's he so, killed last night. It's debut what, last what, night, dropping 22 dude. and 10 of them in the fourth quarter. Like, dude, what's still that, that's the key. The 10 in the fourth quarter, yeah, are the key on top of those those two those two stars players that played all these minutes this year. But the 10 in the fourth quarter is that the real thing, like, ah, man, he he kind of back, you know what I'm saying? I'm mean, he's still gonna have rusty games, but I mean, Kyrie Irving fundamentally is one of the most gifted basketball players ever. All right, regardless of what you feel, he, but he is one of the most skill-wise. It's it's hard to really put him. It's very few people that's on par with him skill-wise. Um, so then I would say, I, and they would be uh, the 76ers, man. And I'm it, like, those are the teams where I'm like, you know what, they the Bulls may have something on their hands. And a little bit, the Knicks a little bit. But not, I would give the Bulls, the, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll go with the Bulls over the Knicks. It's only that the Knicks... And this little thing that they're doing, they had a year ahead of the Bulls to do it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think the Knicks can knock the Bulls out of the playoffs. I do think the Knicks would be a team that we would go into it thinking like, all right, the Bulls should be able to really handle them in the series. And I think it would be a series. We'd be like, damn, that series is harder than what we thought. Like, I, I think that – and I think that also has to do with the fact that there's such a connection with the Bulls on that team to prove something. And their head coach wants to show you up. Derrick Rose wants to show you up. Yeah. Todd's, is, you know, and, they, and they're talking to the other players on that team. Like, you think the other players on that team don't want to do something for them? So, I don't, again, the Bulls should beat the Knicks, but I don't think it's as easy as it should be. I don't think it's as easy as it should be if the, the Knicks were playing a, another team where they didn't have these type of connections that they do have due to the fact that they had a coach and the players that played on the team in the past. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks will be very interesting because, you know, you got to figure out, well, Tibbs has to figure out how he's going to play Derrick Rose and Kemba. I think you can play right. both on the same court together, to be honest with you, because you can make D. Rose as the number one point guard and you got Kemba Listen, more than two. The Bulls would. I'm going to say, can, do you, can you curse on him? I do not, but hey, I mean. Okay, I won't curse. I won't curse. Him. <laughs> the, Bulls would, the Bulls would mess the Knicks up if they was foolish enough to go small court Bad defense, all right. On, yeah. Like you, be, you bet not try to come because they do. They gonna do if you go. But you, your point is right. You still have to figure out or right, how you're gonna balance that out. But with what I mean, you dog. They already got lengthwise. They got the '96 Bulls here. I'm talking about Ron Harper, uh, uh, um, uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Um, and not to say they're not on the same players, but you're talking Lonzo, Zach. And DeMar, like they're yeah. long in yeah. those first three. The, the, like, so that is going to be an issue if you come in here with the, the diminutive uh, backcourt on them. But so I, I hope you're right. And they do run it like that. Cause I think the Bulls, look, 
Dude, Lonzo would be on those kids' asses. <laughs> Not to say that they wouldn't, they could blow by him because it's the NBA. They're fast players and everybody gets bit on a beat by a point guard. It's just the fact the NBA now, due to the rules, point guards can get busy. When I was a kid, you had to be a supreme point guard to get busy in the NBA. Now you'd be straight, right? Like right. You can, they can't touch you. They can't put their hands on you and the lane is open for you to come inside. When I was a shorty, man, those bigs was knocking your ass down when you came into the lane. You could, no, 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 no. So now, you know, it's it's easier and everybody's basically going to get eaten up by a point guard. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's kind of how it goes for the most part. But still, if you ran that here, boy, oh, just kiss the bulls <laughs> will be on that ass. I mean, not to mention, too, you got Alex Caruso off the bench, too. So him I, didn't guarding- even, I didn't even mention that. I didn't even mention, like, dude, I, listen. Caruso with Iowa on the other wing. You start having Kobe play some defense, dude. So Kobe White, that's Kobe White to me. Kobe White's the X factor in all this. I think Kobe White, in order for this team to go as deep as they want to go, Kobe mm-hmm. White got to be the dude that helps them get there because his skill set mm-hmm. for that bench is so necessary. But he has mm-hmm. to play the right position, like he has to play with the right people on the court with him. You can't just put him out there with just anybody because. Kobe White's number one is not a point guard. He's a scoring guard. So you need someone that can facilitate an offense. And you can, but if you have Kobe coming off the bench, he don't have to, he doesn't have to do that for a long period of time. But offensively, you know, he does bring the scoring ability to pretty much score, shoot the ball, whatever you want. So you need someone that can handle the ball and run an offense, but at the same time, be so comfortable with Kobe White being Kobe that once he gets comfortable. Don't say that, Kobe, don't say that Kobe like that, though. Don't. I saw what you tried to do there, Josh. <laughs> just just put white after that because he was like Kobe White being caught. I don't like that. I don't like that. Let like Kobe White be white. <laughs> I mean, it works. Like <laughs> I know. I just that's what that was, but that's what made it great. Right? <laughs> All right, but look, uh, this is my thing, and I think you've hit on something. One, if the Bulls go deep, they're going to need Kobe White. True, but I don't know that. I think that need is twofold. Mm. Um, if you stand pat with him, you're gonna need him to be a threat. You're gonna need hopefully him to be a guy that could get you 15 points, but I won't just say automatically because some games he may not get the minutes to be able to do that. So not on what he's doing, but just on situations, he may get not get enough ticks for him to go out and get 15. But if given said amount of minutes, he can score around 15 points, great. You may need Kobe White to be a piece to move, you know what I'm saying? And because Let's be, if they're gonna if they gonna go deep, they need a big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying like some lumbering. I mean, if they can get somebody long and athletic who's a rim runner, you know what I'm saying? Perhaps, but it's smart, so they're not gonna get in foul trouble and compromise where Vooch has to play more minutes than what he has to play. Um, it'd be great, and I don't want to ask for too much. If he can knock down a 15 footer, great. But if he doesn't, fine. But they they need a big and he doesn't have to be a center but he needs to be a power forward because in this nba the power forwards can guard centers uh, a lot easier than when i was growing up but he, big, it, they, yeah he's a big but see back back in the days when i was a kid you was a power like for instance chris weber and look how big chris weber was chris weber did not want to play center right <laughs> and i mean yeah he's like it was a you know and he was huge but you had so many big fives back then now there's like what i mean as far as legit guys they're like five legit big physical that are studs in NBA. You got a no, you got a Joker, you got Joel Embiid, 
Um, you got Sabonis, but I mean, he's not necessarily a banger, 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 but you got Sabonis, you got uh, Rudy Gobert, um, you got a, a growing DeAndre Ayton, you know what I'm saying? But like, as far as like big, I'm talking about guys that can go get it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they can make, they may be their defenders, but they can put the ball in the rim, you know what I'm Who saying? Like, you don't, guy, um, what you got, and we talked about this through the thread, you got the Woods situation with, um, the Houston Rockets, yeah. Which, depending on how that can go, that would a, a live body um, that you can use. This is, but see, this I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna help you with the Kobe White thing. The Bulls now are a destination for buyout teams, and I don't mean like the lowest destination yeah. or the scrubbiest buyout. The, the 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 buyout player the list is this long, and we got a guy that was around here. Now you can start getting guys that are around here, depending on if they want to go to what people may view as a sure shot, but even some of those sure shots may not be able to give them the playing time and perhaps Bulls may be able to give them. But now, Bulls may be able to find that big in a veteran that gets bought out um, that wants to come Marcus. to the team. I don't, I don't know if he's enough. I don't want. I don't even know if they were, if, the, uh, if Brooklyn would buy him out, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, they, they damn near need everybody. <laughs> like, I don't like... I'm talking about the most Cousins. I'm sorry. I thought you said Lamarcus. I thought. You oh said no, 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 no. I'm talking um, about. I'm talking about Demarcus. Yeah, he's free. I, me, he is free me, right yeah, now. I would. I would. I would. I would definitely. If I can. If I can get Boogie, uh, from what was that? Was that the playoffs last year when he scored? Like he. Is that or the, okay? Like if I. If he could come in and do some of that, cool. If he's, I'm. I'm with it because that's yeah. If you can get Boogie, yeah, he can score. He's not a great defender, but at least that's six thousand. He's long. He may not be – he was never a supreme athlete, but he was athletic and strong enough to where he, he was going to do your ass. But his thing's always been he was ex- supremely skilled. He was a, a – you know, people viewed him as having attitude issues, but skill-wise, he was one of the better skilled players. Let's not forget down there with the Pelicans, he was running point center basically down yeah. there when he was playing. So, I mean, extre- and that's another thing getting to your point where the ball's not going to stop with him to where you have to be worried that he's going to mess up the flow of your offense. So I would think right now that's, they really should make a move for him. I just don't know how healthy he is. And to me, he's one of the most tragic stories of the last seven years of the NBA a guy that was going to get $180 million contract easy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and, and just messed around and got injured and lost all of that money. And, what you know, chances to win a championship. I mean, let's not forget, he went to Golden State, and he still could have signed with. He could have got more money from the Pelicans to stay there for two years, and went to Golden State. Like, forget it. If I got to sit here and rehab for half the season, let me go and do it on the championship team, and that didn't work out. So it's. A, I know people don't like him. You know, what I'm saying from the stories that they've read, I don't know the man person personally. Um, I don't I don't know if he's a bad person like that. Um, I, I then I also know sometimes how the media can put people in a use a certain type of lens on certain people. Um, but I think this is a ter- terrible story. It'd be that you know what? I'm even going with this. It'd be great if the Bulls did do something and you got a player like him and a player like DeMar who was basically like, Yeah, you can do all that, but he, he's all right, but he's not real. Like that's kind of how Lamar DeMar has been viewed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh a poor man's, you know, jelly bean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, like, you know, how, you know, mid-range guy and man, woof, 
But uh, yeah, that, I think that's a good one. If they can get that, now, I wanted them to get Demarcus before he signed. Um, but if they if they can get Demarcus, and I'll say this: you need to do it earlier than later because you need to see if it'll work. So if it doesn't work, before, hopefully before the trade deadline, you can still make some moves. But that's still a month away, a month or some days away. Um, but you know, or when the buyouts come, you can figure out what you're going to do. And but I would hate for him to be here and then um, the buyouts coming and be like, "Hey, uh, Marcus, um, I got to talk to you uh, up front." <laughs> and they're just like, "Yeah, you got to go because you know we got so and so off of this team that got cut. I mean, got released, and we want to bring him here. Got bought out. I should say they want to bring him here." Everybody listening right now, you're listening to Ken Davis. Uh, Ken, if you had to compare the duo of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, who would you compare it to? Hmm, that's, a good, that's a really, I wish you should have sent me that question before the show. Um, <laughs> my bad. Like you, it just came up in my mind. So I, what, had to, what? I really want to think like that's because it's very rare that they're not the same player, but in a way you could say in DeMar, you know, in San Antonio, DeMar played four sometimes in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's not like, you know, compared to when he was in Toronto and he's viewed primarily as a shooting guard, that you have two shooting guards. And the good thing about DeMar is since he can get it where he wants to, he can kind of cheat like Jordan and be a post player too at, at that wing position. So it, it kind of gives you post points and the ability to kind of run your office through. But who, what I'm trying to think, where have there been two scoring guards? See, I'm, you know what? They're better than this duo. I'll compare them to the 98-99, I believe, New York Knicks. And that was with Allen Houston and Latrell Sprewell. Ooh. Because I'm, I'm really looking for two guys that were shooting. Because I could be like, okay, and this is, again, I wouldn't use this comparison. I'd be like, it's like LeBron going to Miami. With they're, two, they're not even close to the same type of player. I mean, both of them were kind of point guards in, in LeBron and D-Wade. But still, you got it. they can clearly separate due to LeBron's height and strength from, okay, you can be a player that can do all this, and I'm that guy. So I, I don't want to use that. I don't want to go with Durant going to go Golden State because that's still not a true comparison because Steph is a point guard. And, Cl- I mean, Clay, you know, he, in some ways back then, he was a forgotten man when Durant yeah. was there. Um, so I don't even want to use But I was really looking for two guys who had proven in a way that they were shooting guards and were joining. You know, another t- 2-0, and this guy played point guard, and it was before my time. I didn't see it. it, it, it I didn't see it. Um, uh, um, Clyde, um, how am I blanking on um, what's the New York Knicks announcer that always has on uh, Clyde Frazier? Uh, Walt Frazier. Frazier. What'd you say? Walt Frazier. Yeah, but his so his nickname is Clyde. Yeah, Clyde. That's how smooth he. That's how smooth right, he was. Right. Walt Frazier. Walt Frazier and Earl the Pearl. Um, when Earl the Pearl went to the Knicks, and again, I didn't see this, but and Clyde, now Walt Frazier was kind of a, a pointy guard you know what i'm saying as far as the mm-hmm. things that he could do but people didn't know that those look let's put it like they were both combo guards in a way right. they can get it and people didn't think they could play together they, the bull i mean the, the knicks won us the, 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 the one that last world championship so <laughs> so i think that was like 73 or like sometime back then but so i'm looking at it through that two players who played the same position and who were viewed as being stars 
to a degree because Zach Zach still hadn't been on a winning team till and listen they still got to win this year for Zach to get his first winning season I think we know he will but still the season hasn't come to fruition just yet but I look at though I look at the and it's, but they're both Nick they're both Nick teams that I'm then I look at those two tandems uh Latrespe Rowe Allen Houston um Walt Frazier and Earl the Pearl Monroe <laughs> I mess with that, especially the Allen Houston Latrell Spreewa one. I really mess with that. I, I can actually, I can see that. I mess with that. All right, Ken, I see you come through with the best analysis, bro. Come through, son. <laughs> come through. That was a good All question. Right. That was listen. That was a good question. You made me work for that one right there. I had to work. <laughs> um, but speaking of duos, the All Star votes started. That's vote All Star voting process that started. The first I did my vote already. Yeah, I, I, I still got to do mine. I still got to do mine okay. as a media guy, you know. But um, the first round of it has has been released, and they have Demar Derozan leading the guards in the East. You got Zach Levine being number four. So at this point, it's most likely the duo will be in the All Star uh, in the All Star game, which is ideal. If 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 the Bulls had one more person to put in there. Mm-hmm. Who would it be? Um, all right. So full disclosure, I had them as my backcourt in the All-Star game. Right. Like when you when you the fan mm-hmm. vote, all right. Cause I and I was trying to, I didn't want to go full hometown, right? So I couldn't in good faith put Vooch as a starter. I, I couldn't. It was okay. just like I'm being too, I'm being too homegrown with it. Um, my heart, look, look, I thought this year, I thought in the preseason that a large part of what the Bulls are doing comes from the unselfishness and the effort on defense that Lonzo Ball uh, plays with. You know, when you're around someone that their first thing is pass, it helps you to be unselfish. When you're around someone where they're doing, like if they take defense serious, it makes you like, yeah, you know what? I, I need to be applying myself like this. I, I, I think Lonzo Ball was a terrific pickup uh, for this team and he doesn't get his props because he's not necessarily a phenomenal scorer. His assist numbers aren't necessarily uh, off the charts, um, but he doesn't deserve to start in the all-star game. Cause I'm looking at, well, who are the point guards? It is. You got Kyle Lowry. I know for some odd reasons, New York, uh, Kyrie does not deserve to be on that list as high as he is. <laughs> and I love, you know, I love Derek to death too. Derek Rose shouldn't be inside. Cause I think they're like, Fifth and six or six and seven for something yeah. like that. Yeah. I was looking at it earlier. Um, but, but I'm I'm trying to think most of the point guards, who are the point guards in the East this year? You know what I'm saying? So I would look at Kyle Lowry um as being a oh no, I'm I'm, I'm blanking. I'm I'm totally forgetting. No, you gotta put you gotta put Melo at the point at the East. So he's like you melt like so I can't I can't even get I'm just trying to think. But you said your thing was the third bull player to come on this. There aren't. There isn't. I mean, if you're not going to put Vooch, and I mean, because, okay, let's look at the bigs. Joel and B is going to be in there, right? I'm not going to put Vooch in there over Sabonis. True. True. I'm not probably going to put Vooch in there over Randall. Ooh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm not, because, I mean, you got to look at it. Like, that's, Rand, that's John Randall's team. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Bulls, we don't be like, man, listen, we, we live and die by by Vooch. That's not what we do. <laughs> Listen, on top of that, Vooch didn't even play well for long stretches of the season trying to figure out how to gel with this team. I'm, and I'm not saying that he's not essential and, like, I don't think that, you know, like, man, we should trade Vooch. I'm not saying that, but 
I'm just trying to be a realist with it as far as, listen, I, I know he's been hurt, but I, and I, I do consider part of the all-star game part from last year's halfway point to a certain degree growing up. Right. So like, if you, if you balled out, you know, so like, for instance, if this, if this was two years ago and you were Pascal Siakam who balled out when, when you had Kyrie there and was a, a huge contributor to the finals, you're going to be on the all-star team that following. That's how I grew up where right. you'd be like, damn, what? Like you would look at the all-star roster and be like, what the hell is, is a, a, um, uh, a Charles Oakley on here, right? And I mean, I love Charles Oakley, but it was and they, it wasn't because they won a super, but it was just because the Knicks had built up this enough name brand. But it, they used to always put players who were on winning teams on. And they still do. So you'll be like, he's not an all star, but he was on a winning team. Um, so that's that's to me. I still kind of have some of that. But with Vooch, it's hard for me to put him. And I'm, I know, but I was gonna say Bam. I, that's the reason I was going to say all that. I'm putting Bam. In there for what Bam did last year, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think he does. He deserves it if he's healthy. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, we, I haven't said anything about Giannis. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of bigs. L- listen, should would you? Does Vooch deserve to go to the All Star game over Jared Allen? No, nah. he doesn't. You got Jared Allen. Jared, Jared Allen is one of the fulcrum reasons why the Cavaliers are good. You gotta reward Jared Allen for what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? So I I can't just be like, and I'm there's still some bigs I'm blanking on, but I can't just put Booch over them because he's a bull and I like him on our team. I try to still be just now. If it was where it was closer, I'll let my biases override it and I would put Booch in there. But it's to me it hasn't been close enough for me to go. Okay, Booch. Now maybe if Booch had been a bull for like four years. But that's my man. I got to do because I put like this dude was like, if this is like uh Joe Kim Noah, I am I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it for Joe. I feel you. I feel you. Currently, right now, Nikola Vucevic is in the top 10 for the front court, but he's currently, uh, currently sitting at number 10 uh for the front court in the east. Um, and Who's you have get run down everybody in front of him real quick. You have Kevin Durant. As number one, you got Giannis at two, Embiid at three, Jason Tatum at four, Jimmy Butler at five, Jared Allen at six, Bam at Bam Adebayo at seven, Miles Bridges at eight, Marcus Aldridge at nine, and Vooch is ten. Well, Marcus Aldridge is at nine. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so so Vooch should be over Lamarcus Aldridge. I'll tell you that. I'll put. Well, you know what? I can't put Vooch over Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges is snapping this year. And not I Mikael. I never expected Mikael Bridges. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm about to say, you're talking about Mikael. I mean, he's a max contract player. I don't know if Miles Bridges is getting that max contract with Charlotte. That's what I meant, Miles Bridges. And the crazy thing is this. I, I've wanted to have a discussion with Tony. I remember Miles Bridges being uber Christian kid at Michigan State, right? Like, you read some of the stuff, you're like, what is up with this kid, right? And it reminds me of Dwight Howard. You remember, like, Dwight Howard coming out of high school? He was like, I think the NBA logo should have the, the, the cross in it. It was like, shut it, relax, right? And, I mean, I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way, you know what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, like, this is the world. And it's funny to see Miles Bridges rapping about uh, Shorty, I'm with Shorty, I'm, I'm with your girl. She doing this. Oh, you a snitch. I send up so and so. And it was like, and it's one of those reasons where you always got to watch kids and tell them, watch out what you're saying, because you you may not think the same way 
after you get a little bit of life up in you or whatever. But right. it's uh, that's one of the things, I'm sorry for bringing it up. Well, when I see him, it crossed my mind. But I didn't think Miles Bridges, but see, this, is the, this was the big reason why. Miles, it was a different NBA six years ago, five, six years ago, when Miles Bridges came in to where I didn't think him being a small forward, which I used, I used to say he, he didn't have a lot of um, spin on his ankles, like ankle, mm-hmm. ankle flexibility, even though he can, uh, uh, he can leap. But, he, you know, he really seems like he, he kind of plods a little bit, right? I didn't think that, and the skin of the league has changed, I didn't think that he was going to be able to make it and flourish the way that he has this season. So he definitely deserves uh, to be there. And shout out to Mikael Bridges, man. The Sixers shouldn't have uh, traded him away. <laughs> man, I want to have a drop in the draft so quick to come to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I love Me it. too. I'm, I'm, I last year, listen, last year, people still sleep on what that guy can do and what you need as far as a wing player that can knock down an open shot, can dribble, but defensively you can put him on other team. Like you, you need, yeah. like that's what the Bulls are still missing and what they thought P. Will would be. And P. Will still isn't that. Um, but so I, I hate to, and I know there's expectations of Patrick Williams perhaps coming back and being on the playoff team, but I feel like you, you, you still got to know where he was at before he went down uh, in that in Nick, New York Knicks game. Yeah, that's true. Um, but people is all gonna have some love for me because you know he's a first of all he's a cool guy to, to say what's up to. I was able to have a brief conversation with him earlier this year, so I was, okay. that's, that's pretty cool. I got to give my props to that. Plus, he also yeah, came to the Paul basketball game. I got to support. He, he supports the real school right. around here, DePaul. So you know, <laughs> he, he supports the real school around here. So you know, that, so I got to give him props for that for sure. Props. Everybody props. listening right now, you're listening to my guy Ken Davis. Ken. A man of many talents with a many, with many, uh, the man that wears many hats. Uh, what type of hats, uh, what, what's going on in the different type of hats as we conclude our conclude the show, man? What you got coming up in the different realms of your life that our audience should pay attention to? Um, on that Davis show, um, there are going to be some changes this year. Um, last year wasn't a heavy interview year. In adjusting to how the show was going to go and kind of figuring the show out without D. You know, I had been, me and D have been partners since 2012. Yeah. I believe 2012, 2012 or 2013, mm-hmm. um, we have been partners. I'm saying like when we started the show, because I can't remember if we graduated in 2012, we graduated in 2013, regardless. So we've been partners since then as a tandem working and interviewing. And so you have to readjust when you've been doing something with someone for so long. Um, so, and then, you know, growing my bond, me and Ryan growing our bond. So you'll see a lot of changes over there. Um, you may see a couple of new faces over there. There's been some people, some, some guys that have been asking, you know, to kind of join in. So we're going to give one gentleman a chance. Um, it was funny because I had Ryan reach out to, 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 to a couple of cats. And being a good friend, as this youngster was like, yeah, man, I'm a, my guy, he wants us. And I was like, wait, I was like, right, he got to get in first before his guy get in. Like, he got to <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's Chobi. Uh, shout out to Chobi, uh, the youngster. You, you'll meet him um, as far as, um, you know, the more our crew growing and bringing in more people that want to try to do anything. Our job is to help um, just like other people helped us uh, and continue to help us. Um, so you're going to see more over there, maybe coming up with some new stuff as far as, um, you know, some different shows, um, show different interests, a different podcast. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around um, 
taking advantage of the gifts that God has given to me in, in the direction that he's leading me down yeah. and to really hit it hard and not look back in about a decade and be like, man, you know, if you would have done this, I mean, you may have regrets, but still not a regret about going at it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's pretty much, uh, and also um, looking at more ways to make uh, um, passive income. That's a, a thing that I've really been focusing on. Um, you know, some of this money in my bank account needs to make money for me. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. just, so that's, that just things, ways like that. And also just trying to be a better family member. I, I, my, um, I don't do New Year's resolutions, but my New Year's thought was, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a damn good family member, but I can be even better. You know what I'm saying? And just trying to be a better family member, um, one to my core family, but to my family, to my larger family. Um, and, um, be present. That was one thing that I told myself. It's easy for me not to be present. And I need to make it, I need to make that weakness um, go away. As far as, you know, if you, you know, you talk about like, you, I, have, I don't know when's the last time I seen you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And life's too short. You know, something could happen to one of us. And I, if, you know, we're friends and we need to be present, you know what I'm saying? We need to, I don't want to sit here. I mean, I hope nothing happens to either one of us, but you know, if something did be like, man, I wish I got more time in, you know what I'm saying? So True. that's, that's really one of the things that, that like my presence, you know what I'm saying? It's easy for me around the holidays to kind of fade and let my family go and join family members and kind of just either work or be by myself. And, um, after uh, when my aunt, she got on me, um, and she was right. You know, she was like, life's too short, you know, and unfortunately her husband passed like four years ago and it is. So that's kind of, you know, be more professional, be better, be better refined at my jobs, um, be a better family member and a better friend um, and increase my income to make the people that I care about's lives more comfortable. You hit all the nails in the coffin, man. I'm trying to do over here too, bro. Especially, um, I feel you on the visibility and, the and being present part. I know I've been, you know, I, I, a lot of a lot has changed for me in the past couple of years, which allowed me, which, you know, forced me to be away a little bit. But I'm definitely going to work on being more present as well. I miss, I miss seeing all you guys and being around you guys. Um, I was, I was just, even as we sit and talk about, you just remember those days where we went from, you know, Illinois Broadcast School to doing at the score doing in D's basement shout out to D man and uh, <laughs> you know and having and having those group moments together even if for like a couple of hours like an hour or two just being able to come together and pretty much just chilling up you know chill and break bread with one another and that was, that was that's what was really cool and I'm definitely wanting to miss those days and I'm trying to plan a time for all y'all to come out my way so y'all can actually check out the crib and everything I got, I'm trying to definitely. get all that together so we can have so y'all can check out the the new the new crib uh, definitely congratulations again as always and the old lady she said i was like yeah i'm about to go on with josh she's like josh josh i was like yeah she's like that's like you're gonna be on for like an hour and a half i was like just not about to do a show for an hour and a half she was, she was like the last time you was on for like this and guess what it's been an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> hey when the content is good man time flies man time flies man i've enjoyed myself man always keep up the good work i love seeing you do everything that you're doing at appalling at we are reader radio man and you, it's coming bro you know it's coming just don't even don't even think it's not coming it's coming i promise you it's coming most definitely man i i, de I definitely will you and you continue to do the same where can everybody follow you on your social media for the work that you're doing that's davis on all platforms 
on social media. You can find me. Follow that David show for that content and uh, subscribe to that David show on all platforms. Subscribe to Under Center on all platforms too. You can always find me on the Under Center podcast. Bear is a dedicated podcast for NBC Sports Chicago. Um, and we'll be breaking that Matt Nagy stuff down pretty, pretty soon. So definitely, if you like to hear some calamity and hijinks, Said, tune in to all those shows that I told you about just a second ago. For sure, for sure. Everybody listening, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Josh M. Hicks Media. Follow War Media, Regal Radio on all podcast platforms, War on Anchor, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. We're all over the place. And check out our, our War, our Substack, WarMedia.substack.com, all the latest gear, all, all the latest stuff. We got it all, all for you guys. You I haven't been on Zoom. I haven't been on Zoom. This is wait. I've I've i worn this hoodie like twice, right? And it hit me because when I went to check, I was like, what, 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 what platform is Josh using or whatever, right? And it was like it was Zoom. And it just hit me because I'm I was looking at my shirt. So I got this hoodie that I got for last year, and it's 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 Zoom University, <laughs> since this is what school turned into. So since <laughs> we're on Zoom, I thought I would show the hoodie. I've never showed the hoodie off. But I would show the hoodie off since I hadn't been on Zoom, even though like from my regular J-O-B, it's the application we use, but I haven't had to use it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, see, that's, yeah, see, that's why I like it, Ken. You're breaking news on here, man. It's cool <laughs> stuff. I love it, man. That's, this is how you do it. This is how, you, how you do, do it. it. This is how you do it. But yeah, keep up the great work, everybody. Follow War. Shout out to Cal Means and everything he's been doing. Shout out to Drew. Uh, shout out to Sid. Um, yeah. You guys keep doing what you're doing, man. I always appreciate it. And I look forward to everything you got coming down the pipe. Most definitely, man. Appreciate it. I got to make an appearance on that's on the Das Davis show. I've been on. That's what I just on- said. We're bringing back guests and, and really talking to you. I was just thinking, okay, how are we going to work this back in? But don't worry about it. You'll be going into this year. You'll be back on the show. Don't even worry about it. Because yeah, we'll talk about it later. Which is this is I got you. A different I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I was able to bring in the new year. New year with someone that I, I call family, for real. I really appreciate you that. You are family, and always. And I don't care if we don't talk for four or five years, you always family, man, so always remember that. For sure, man, most, most, most appreciated. You continue to be safe out there and continue to go to do the good work you're doing. You all, you know, we'll always catch up, especially in this crazy crew there that y'all got blowing up every day. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely keeping up, man, for sure. <laughs> All right, Josh. Appreciate it, man. Keep grinding. Look around.